girls in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. We've taken our first step towards legitimacy in the showbiz world. Ooh! <laughs> who did you blow? <laughs> Harvey Weinstein behind the uh, Colonel Mustard in the drawing room. <laughs> On the pot plant. Ugh. <laughs> no, we. Uh, the weird thing about awards is mm. you have to nominate yourself. <laughs> And we've just done that. And the funny thing is, so we've just entered the Australian mm-hmm. Podcast Awards. Mm-hmm. You you are much more optimistic than me. I'm jaded from 20 years in showbiz. I just I just see things how they are, man. Yeah. So, look, we don't have a snowflakes chance in hell. We have a 100% chance in hell. Well, in the same way that lottery, you have a chance. But mathematically, you <laughs> it's don't. It's still a chance. Yeah. But the funny thing was, mm. so you had to enter a packet, mm-hmm. essentially, of uh, funny grabs from the mm-hmm. show. There was not one G-rated thing <laughs> in 104 episodes that I could find for us to submit. I know, because when it said, like, oh, you know, you've got to do, like, you can only use it from, like, five shows up to 15 minutes, you know, in total. And so we both sort of, you know, we knew what were a couple of our choice episodes. You're yeah. like, okay, you listen to these episodes, we'll listen to these episodes, we'll work out the best bits. I, I, I started with the episode The Curse of Dirty Dick and then I sent you a message and I'm like, there's some really funny stuff, but it all involves fucking a goose. <laughs> well, what happens in Vegas? <laughs> what happens in the goose? Yeah. So, look, if, if you're a judge from the Australian Podcast Awards, uh, we are so sorry. I'm not. No, it's actually pretty funny what we've done. So we've just, we've just sent them up. Jared Leto wouldn't put this sort of shit in the post. And we... <laughs> Oh, my God. I 100% want us to win and I expect them. And you know what? One day I think, you know, like if we both get like run over by a bus, we can release it as our best of episode. Um, I think that we will win the award and I think they should make Tim Burton (laughs) for our Nightmare Before Christmas episode hand (laughs) us the award. Yeah. So why not Mm. in the shape of a nightlight? (laughs) But it was good. It was good to go back over old episodes. So if you if you're just new to the podcast, mm-hmm. definitely go back and listen to episodes uh, named "What's Your Poison," mm-hmm. uh, the Loveland Frogman. We did four episodes on the Loveland Frogman, mm-hmm. which holy shit, what a journey that was! <laughs> the Nightmare Before Christmas, the story of Tim Burton's probably most iconic film. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Cock Squatch. Cock Squatch. Oh, that's still a personal favorite. And the Mothman. The Mothman and the Knowles Nullarbor UFO encounter. <laughs> And the Jewett City Vampires, where you can learn how I got my horrible, horrible catchphrase. <laughs> Which I wanted to turn into marketing material to sell at the show, and even you were like, yeah, nah, that's the bridge. That is... I'm too far. Absolutely. That is the Rubicon. We shall never cross it. <laughs> should but I tell people what I wanted to... If you're a fan of the podcast, feel free to produce it for us. That'd be... Uh, That'll be amazing. If you haven't seen the artwork that uh, Sydney artist Chris Cusack did for us, check it out. It's on our Instagram. Awesome stuff. We're going to turn it into merch. Well, if it ever arrives. The merch. Yeah. Not Chris's art. He was very good. Oh, yeah. He was awesome. No, it's, yeah, we're working out the finer details of getting the merch sent. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. But time consuming. So what was your idea for the uh, the catchphrase merch? (laughs) I think it's... 
genius. I just wanted to sell, you know, you can get like, you know, in these times, everyone's worried about germs and contamination and cross infection. It's a real worry. So I just wanted to, you could buy travel size bottles of spray on antibacterial hand sanitizer <laughs> hand sanitizer and just have your catchphrase of there's no knowing necrophilia <laughs> printed on the label on something like, you nope, might nope. use after the act where, where uh, after before oh, surely on, on what yourself or your victim <laughs> You wipe yeah. everything down first. Oh God, can you imagine that ad on TV where they show the germs being like just rubbing a corpse with a piece of chicken? Look at this. This is awful. <laughs> well, you know, it's well, for, it will only kill 99.9% of their germs. But no, you do it before. It's like a shower. You don't just have your shower after, you have one before and after. Horse bath. <laughs> In the sink. Any bath you take is a horse bath. <laughs> Top and tail. <laughs> Just because I grew up sailing. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, okay, have you noticed, like, I I went because we had a public holiday today. Yay. Paid, stayed at home. I I did my nails. Well, except for one. Well, no. That's the – I did that one. Right. Okay, I did all it, And then I sat there like, doodly-loo. I was working on the live show, so just on my computer. It's a very cool – because this is obviously not a visual medium. It's a very cool kind of Dorothy from Wizard of Oz, Ruby Mm -hmm. Slippers kind of deal. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I was, like, living the dream. Cute. Looks good. Thank you, thank you. So I was like working on the show, and yeah. then I'm like, oh, you know, I've got to, I've got to go over to, to meet John. And then I realised I haven't, I've just been at home in my own filth. I should probably have a shower. Yeah, it's been a bit warm here these days. So all I did was was type in, type in, type. Got in the shower. I specifically washed my ass. And then got dressed, and then when I got in the car, I put my hands on the steering wheel, and I noticed that just all the all the nail polish has come off this one finger. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just saying, if anyone was ever going to take a visit there, this would probably be the time because I think it's looking, very, it must be looking very glittery and shiny right now. Oh God. That one finger, though, it's like the one, uh, it's like the Coke head from the 80s that used to have the one Coke spoon fingernail. <laughs> you just think, oh my God, we just, you just see that really one long fingernail yeah. and you're just like, Wah. I don't know, because you've got like nice short fingernails and one of them doesn't have nail polish on it. It's a very, uh, very Lucy Lawless, Xeno warrior princess kind of look. I, uh, I know my market. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Same thing. Oh my God. I'm not saying the sex was so good, but it literally sucked off the nail polish. <laughs> Either that or the woman you hooked up with has a very shiny clitoris right now. Stop it. You can find it. <laughs> poking out from under the house like like the witch of the west. Oh, uh, my God. Can you imagine having to go to the doctor? Just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The anyway. devil's doorbell's got a coat of lacquer. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That was my favourite from that whole sort of like, you know, that they always do that propaganda of like, you know, you can't mess masturbate because, you know, that just that's a gateway. You know, suddenly you'll become like a prostitute. And, yeah. You know, you're just you're just a dirty whore. My favourite one was they were like, yeah, you should never masturbate because you might accidentally ring the clitoris, which is the devil's doorbell. Yeah. If you keep on pressing that buzzer, guess who answers? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Morse code. <laughs> Send in reinforcements. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I like the idea that you can like masturbate once and then become a sex worker. Like you're gonna be good at it. Yeah, it I'm just a natural. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my god. Like I've 
done it more than twice and I still fall off now and then. So Have you yeah. seen how thick my glasses are? <laughs> oh, too much information. And more exciting news, mm. Wednesday, October 19th. We're doing our first ever live show downstairs at the Rhino Room. Check out our Instagram. and We don't have a website yet. Maybe we should fucking fix that. We should totally do that. Oh, my God. It's our first show, possibly our last. We'll see. No, we're going to do the we'll Adelaide see. Fringe as well. We'll see what the, Well, we'll see how the court order goes. <laughs> <laughs> so just imagine an hour and a half or so of just fucking looseness. I've got good friends coming in to open the show up, doing some stand-up. Ooh. So I've got my good friend Nick Skier, who's also doing some artwork for us. He's very funny. He's going nice. to come and do some stuff. Nona Mona, who's a fantastic ex-burlesque performer nice. who's uh, become a very promising stand-up. She's going to be doing some stuff. Other people, it'll be good. <laughs> other people. It I could be Jesus. I include myself in other people. If I... That, mas- that, that sounded like a horrible confession. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just like, what? <laughs> what? I use my own hand sanitizer. Just like, if I masturbate enough, Satan might be showing up. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Huh? Who do we have behind gate three? Ding, 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 ding. It's the Lord of Darkness. <laughs> Beelzebub. Oh, so you never really know. Come along. Best $11 you'll ever spend. Yeah, the fucking booking fee. <laughs> or possibly the worst. Um, oh, there's way worse ways to spend 10 bucks. A coffee in Melbourne. <laughs> there you go. That's true. That's a shitty one. That's true. There you go. Better than a shit coffee in Melbourne. Yeah, let's yeah. go sit on a milk crate and have your fucking overburnt... Single single origin doesn't make it good. Nah. It just means that you've fucking got, got it from less places. Yeah, single origin. Oh, you got it from the tip. There you go. That's <laughs> one origin. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. What else is our show better than? Our show is better than a bad Risty on Hanson Road. Risty's like pizza. There's no such thing as bad one. <laughs> I forgot who I'm talking to. I forget sometimes. <laughs> You're a man. I'm a Risty Anado. <laughs> Big fan. All right, um, all right. We are better than you know what? We are better than a trip to the pool, where you're just happily swimming around, going about your life, and then someone else's dirty band aid swims oh, into your face. Oh, that is true. We're better than that. We are better than swimming at the Piri Beach, <laughs> where there's sea lice and sewage. Oh, yummo! <laughs> but you don't often get like the double the like, double whammy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's, okay. Ten dollars though. Yeah, bargain. It is a fucking bargain. Yeah, seriously. What can you buy? You can't even buy lettuce these days. <laughs> oh my god! And you know what? I'm just going to say some of the topics that we will be covering. Uh, it may help you to be inclined to eat less takeout meals, so you're going to save yourself a fortune. This is all for my benefit. You know, instead of going to like a hypnotherapist who's going to be all like, mm, "French fries are bad. French fries are bad." Come and hear what we have to say. Be like a clockwork orange. We'll just tape your ears open, <laughs> make you listen to our bullshit. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, for some people, it's just going to be an absolute nightmare. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But, you know. Come one and all. <laughs> come, and, come and see your awkward friend squirm. <laughs> Uncomfortableness. Oh, my God. But you know what? This is so weird. Speaking of, like, the worst possible scenario. Yeah. That absolutely brings us to this week's topic. How convenient. Oh my God, would you believe? Well, again, this is one of those, it may not be everybody's idea of the worst case scenario, but it's definitely my worst case scenario. Now, the world danced in 1982 as the Weather Girls described a world 
of low barometers. And people rushed outside as it began to rain men in the streets. Long and strong, tough and mean, it was a virtual paradise as these male hunks fell from the sky. Meaty hunks and meaty chunks. Now, it may not sound like a big difference between those two terms, but believe me when I say a letter makes all the difference. Okay. When on this small farm in Kentucky in 1876, nobody warned Mrs. Crouch that day it would be raining literal meaty chunks from the sky. Oh, God. In this week's episode of It's Rain and Man, quite literally. Oh. Or Cloudy with a Chance of Meaty Balls. Oh, God. Or The Vegan's Nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this week we travel to Olympia Springs in Bath County, Kentucky, 1876. Bath County. Bath County. They were the, the classy ones. Yeah. Woohoo! They'd done their ablutions. <laughs> Just don't lose your nail polish up there. On the 3rd of March, 1876, Mrs. Crouch was on her small rural farm where she lived with her husband and the local school teacher who boarded at the farm. Fuck. Nothing weird going on Nothing there. weird. Nothing weird. School teaching must have just been the fucking worst yeah. back then. Well, it was, it was, I think it was basically, it was your last option before prostitution. Pretty much. And like, the, it was like no, I mean, the United States might have been very different, but in Australia, it was like, basically the local community just kind of pitched in and hired a school teacher for everyone. Mm. And they just kind of turned up and did it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> Mr. Crouch and their son were away from the farm on errands. The school teacher was sick and was resting in her bed. Mrs. Crouch had gone about her usual daily chores and then set about making soap on her front porch (laughs) whilst getting ready for Fight Club. Yeah, now she's got an Etsy store. (laughs) (laughs) They're these homeschooling motherfuckers. Vintage hipsters. Just brewed on the kombucha one side. (laughs) So she's making her soap on the front porch uh, while her 11-year-old grandson played in the yard. The sky was clear and the sun shone bright. Hang on. 11-year-old grandson. Uh-huh. This is the 1800s. Yes. Where life expectancy was like 30. Yeah. How old is this Mrs. Schultz woman? <laughs> old enough to be making soap. I oh, don't know. fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. She might be a witch. Oh, God. Yeah. Is that her first kid at 10? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. yeah, no. Literally knowing this scenario, she could be like 22. Yeah. Because everybody had him young. So she could be like a grandma at like 22. I thought that was reserved for Port Piri and Broken Hill. <laughs> no, Bath County, 1876. Yeah. <laughs> Just have a fucking cold bath, you horny bastards. Yeah, no, calm down. Oh, Then sometime between 11am and 12, Mrs. Crouch hears an unusual sound. And then another. Mrs. Crouch looked to her grandson and asked, what was falling to cause that sound? Her grandson looked around him up into the eye and said, why, Grandma, 
It's snowing. Oh, this can't be good. As Mrs. Crouch stepped out from the porch. Yeah. She heard a... Oh, Christ. ...noise behind her. Oh, God. And saw what looked like a large piece of meat. As long as her hand and half an inch wide. Oh. oh, Christ almighty. As more meat rained down from the sky. I'm just imagining how you lost that nail polish now. <laughs> oh, God. Mrs. Crouch, like you, retreated inside. <laughs> retreated inside the house as the shower continued for more than a minute, but no more than two minutes. So by the sounds of it, it's during like... I'm going to say slightly challenged 11-year-old grandson was just dancing in the snow. Ah, Grandpa! With his tongue out. Just catch a steak. (laughs) Swack. (laughs) Has anyone made a meat angel yet? (laughs) (laughs) You need your hand sanitizer after that. (laughs) When Mr. Crouch and their son returned a short time later, Mrs. Crouch told her story of the falling meat. Her husband may have thought her insane, if not for the remnants of hundreds of pieces of what looked like meat now covering their yard. Oh, Christ. Mr. Crouch went to visit a neighbour to see if they had experienced anything similar. How do you bring that up? <laughs> um, hey, Jerry. Um. Uh, how you doing today? How you doing? Um, good. Okay. Um, I'm just wondering. Um, has anything slightly, you know, uh, meaty happened around here today? I don't suppose your wife's been ringing on the devil's doorbell, has she, by any chance? <laughs> so when, when we say meat, are we talking about like neatly butchered chunks, or just like torn flesh? Like torn, like. Like you've hit something in your car, like roadkill. Just, yeah. Oh, God. From the sky. Just straight okay. down on before you. Yeah, okay. So he asked his neighbours if they had experienced anything similar. Yeah. They had not. Oh, dear. But word of what had occurred spread all over the county and then the country, as did samples of the meat as everyone scrambled to solve the mystery of the sky meat. <laughs> And yes, before you ask, one article says, quote, <clears throat> Two unidentified men tasted the meat for science, naturally, and declared that it was either venison or mutton. Okay. But was it? Forensics. He just rubs it on his gum like Coke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a man, six foot five. <laughs> I get that back then, you know, refrigeration wasn't a thing mm-hmm. and food was much more scarce, but very little could make me want to taste sky meat. If you were just out in the backyard and just... Yeah. Your first instinct wouldn't be to have a nibble? No, I mean, this is essentially before common understanding of meteorology. <laughs> it's before flight. <laughs> Essentially, anything that comes out of the sky is a massive mystery to most mm-hmm. people. Mm, mm. I'm not picking up sky meat <laughs> and eating it like, oh, bonus. Like e- Even with the prices? Even with three-second rule. <laughs> yeah, come 
three seconds if you pick it up in time. Come on, with the prices of groceries these days, you wouldn't be tempted? It was like an early version of Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Drone delivery. What we're going to do is we're going to build a giant fucking mutton cannon. Which is probably what some old player called his dick. Oh my god, I guaranteed someone in the 1876 actually tried that as a form of delivery. (laughs) Jeff Bezos' granddad. Probably probably fucking Edison in between electrocuting (laughs) elephants. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, you know some fucker tried it. (laughs) The mutton cannon. (laughs) Oh lord. A reporter came all the way from New York City to cover the story and... This is what I have here. Okay. Do a little research. And I actually found an article printed on March the 31st, 1876 in the New York Herald called, how's this for a title? Wait for it. The Carnal Rain. Oh, I love that album. Uh. <laughs> that's, that's easily one of Iron Maiden's best. <laughs> okay. Now. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is how newspapers were printed back in the day. Oh, yeah. You can see this. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, it's like a six-foot-long sheet with the world's smallest text. Yeah, they were a broadsheet, though, so they were a big paper. Mm. But they basically hadn't figured out a way to get photography. So photography was still in its early days. Yeah. They hadn't figured out a way to create the type plates for that. So it was just huge blocks of text. And if you were lucky, like, the New York Times might have had a cartoonist Mm -hmm. who did relief etches. There are no relief etches. Yeah. So I had to blow this up to be able to like read it. Yeah. So. Oh wow. <laughs> you you literally you literally look like you've just unfurled a contract with Satan. <laughs> it's about six foot long with a lot of highlighting. Oh look, I don't ring that doorbell without taking precautionary measures. This is it. Would you like to read all the? There's like about twelve different headings to this thing. Yeah. Would you like to read them out? Yeah, I can do that. So you've got the the main headline is the carnal rain. Uh, oh, can you see? I can't really. Yeah, give me, get, get it to me closer. <laughs> Careful investigation of the Kentucky Marvel by a correspondent. The Kentucky Marvel. That's what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Fucking meat rains from the sky. <laughs> the Kentucky Marvel. The locality visited. I fucking love old-timey English. It's so good. Yeah. Statements from eyewitnesses of the phenomenon. Appearance and taste of the supernatural flesh. Native theorists. Wow. Wow. 1876. Yeah. This. 1876, funnily enough, the year that Port Perry was founded. Oh, see, nothing good happened nothing in 1976. The, so they founded one of the worst towns in the world and then meat rained in fucking Kentucky. Oh, my God. It literally was the beginning of the apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, oh, my God. If I now, if I can just manage. That is a lot of paper. We, we do need to get a photo of this for later. This thing is huge. Wow. Now, oh, my God. I love, of course, one of my favourite things is just finding old newspaper stories because... You've never met just fluffing around <laughs> until you have met ye old newspaper writers, apparently especially down in the South. Yeah. There is no there is none of this none of these people would have made it on TikTok. <laughs> oh my god. So this is this is how the story starts to the carnal rain. You're like, mmm, mmm. 
So they've obviously done a story on the meat shower before. We know meat's fallen from the sky. Let's get to it. What's the details? Mm, I want to know all the facts straight away. Let's get to it. I want to know the John J. Jameson guy who got him to change that headline <laughs> from meat rain to carnal rain. In the carnal rain, carnal rain, carnal rain. Please, you got to do a Guns N' Roses version. <laughs> And there's no place for vegans in the cold carnal rain. <laughs> down, 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 down. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is, this is the newspaper article. According to instructions transmitted by telegraph to Louisville, Kentucky, your correspondence hastily arranged his vestitution and started up. <laughs> <laughs> and started with all the expeditions possible for the Springs, Bath County, in the vicinity of which place the wonderful carnal shower is said to have fallen recently. <laughs> On the day of my departure from Louisville, I had the good fortune to meet Captain J.M. Bent of Mount Sterling. He was the gentleman that brought to Louisville the substance reported to have fallen from the clouds to the earth and placed it in the hands of Professor Lawrence J. Smith for analysis. So, you know, let's just, of course, let's just start with you planning your trip. Yep. <laughs> booking your tickets. <sighs> Very different to these days where they just essentially accuse Meghan Markle of poisoning the royal bloodline. <laughs> Uh, the story goes on. There's a lot of more of him, you know, preparing for his trip, packing his bags, yep. booking his tickets, going for the buggy, introducing you to everybody that's in the buggy, discussing the seating arrangements, would it discussing the weather. Would it surprise you to learn he got paid by the word? Then discussing the road <laughs> that he was driving on. Yeah. And then there's a brief stop because they stopped for the night. Yeah. Brief description of what he had for dinner. Mm, got constipated by the raccoon pie. <laughs> it rained last night very hard. The streams are all swollen out of their banks and we expect some trouble. So uh, on our return to Slate Creek, we have ordered a relay of saddle horses for our trip from here to the Crouch Farm. Okay, you're not discovering the Wild West, mate. No. Like, calm down. Ironically enough, get to the meat of it, buddy. Oh, the steeds are ready. And I will close this part of my letter. Oh, fuck's sake. As I vault into the saddle and ride to the scene of the great phenomenon and map out the last chapter of my narrative. Again, paid by the word. <laughs> yep. The Crouch Farm is almost two miles from here in a southwesterly direction. So, again, it's the whole... Let's tell them exactly where you can yeah. find these people. Yeah. We're, now, we're going to stop and discuss everyone that he meets along the way For to the Crouch Farm. For fuck's sake. We stopped a few minutes on our way at the only habitation along the route between the place we started and to which we were going. Oh, God. Oh, wait for it. This was the home of a humble cripple. Okay. Who makes baskets for a livelihood and relies 
for his and his family's support upon selling his wares to the summer visitors in the spring. Maybe he's behind it. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe he's gone and built him a giant wicker meat cannon. Yeah. Oh my god. No. He. You know. He's like. Oh. Oh. Maybe you want to have your little meat basket just in case that meat starts falling <gasps> from the sky. And the meat tray was invented. <laughs> Country pubs. Country raffle. Yeah. Woo. We rode up to his door, in which an urchin was standing, and <laughs> called out, "Good morning." Good morning, sir. Won't you light? Huh? Huh? Oh, my God. Just get to the fucking point, man. No, as I am in a little bit of a hurry. Oh, no, he's fucking not. No, he's fucking not. <laughs> Never has anybody been in less of a hurry in my life. Oh, my Lord. So, have you... Have you seen any of the flesh that had rained down on Mrs. Crouch's farm? Finally. Yes, sir, I have. What do you think about it? Well, sir, it is a mystery to me. <laughs> Excellent. That's definitely worth well putting done. in the paper. Well done. Jesus. <laughs> this fucking meanders more than the new Lord of the Rings series on Amazon. <laughs> uh, he asks... Don't you think that Mrs. Crouch is deceiving the people about this matter? Fucking all right. Don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. To which he responds, oh, no, sir. She is too good a woman to be guilty of anything of that kind. Let's face it. That's a pretty elaborate hoax. Some kind of meat rain. Yeah. Like, and back then, would you really want to waste your meat on a hoax? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not hoax meat. It's, it's eating meat. <laughs> So Although there is no refrigeration, so... Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh it's past midnight of the use-by date. What am I going to do? Shit. Papa, what are we going to do with all the leftovers? Well, it's four days past the using. Get the meat cannon. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make snow. Uh, so he's like, okay, thank you very much. I'm going to go up and visit her. Goodbye, sir. Have a good time. La, 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 la. Ah... Uh, um, okay, so then he goes into story about getting back on his horse. Yeah. Uh, and, and getting off down. Oh, let me turn over the page here. <sighs> so then he finally gets to the farm. Yeah. We introduce ourselves and stated the object uh, with the following words. Mrs. Crouch, I have... Oh, God, the lighting is so bad here. I have been sent here to learn all of the particulars... About the remarkable shower of flesh, which is reported to have fallen on this place in your presence. <laughs> he speaks like a like a gentleman southern Cenobite. <laughs> I see you solved my puzzle box. Yeah. Would you like your delights now or a mint julep? I have such pleasures of the flesh waiting for you. All in good time. But first, let me tell you about my journey here. <laughs> let, let us share a cigar and a fine cognac. <laughs> in your ass. <laughs> uh, I hope you will be kind enough to give me and tell a truthful statement of all you saw on the day it fell. Fucking hell. To which she says, I will do that, sir, cheerfully. Thank you. I will begin then by asking you a few questions pertaining to the occurrence. And after I am through, 
I will ask you to dictate while I write down a statement about the matter. It's good that he's recording all of this for us, so yeah. we know exactly uh, exactly what happened. <laughs> he was wearing a wire. <laughs> Just got a gramophone poking out of his pocket. <laughs> Speaking to the steel flower, please. Oh, to which she reports that, that mode of procedure meets with my approval, and I am ready to begin if you are. Oh, fuck me dead. Uh, I am quite ready, I responded. <laughs> God. You know what? We're all ready. We were all ready 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Look, I, I've always bemoaned the decline in education standards. But right now, considering how overwrought this is, yeah, I'm pretty cool with everyone learning from TikTok. <laughs> she tells him, I will tell you nothing but solemn truth. That's just what a liar would say. Absolutely. Um, question. Can you estimate whether by weight or measurement the quantity of flesh that fell the other day? Jesus Christ, that's a bit... F- that's weird. <laughs> that's fucking weird. That's not the first question you'd ask? How much, do you th- how much total meat do you think fell? I don't fucking know. <laughs> how many Olympic swimming pools can you fill with meat? I can't say exactly how much there was, but I think there was not less than half a bushel the fuck is a bushel of meat the fuck who knows the vegan what a bushel of meat is i hate to say it but meat doesn't grow on trees like a bushel is that like what you would like when you get like like a bushel a bushel of wheat was like you know you'd scythe it off Mm. and then you tie it up in basically the largest kind of clump Mm. you could yeah well one of them but a meat fuck me dead it was a different time. It was a very different time. If you, <laughs> first you kill the animal, then you tie it together like a fucking weird bloody taxidermy cannibal. <laughs> then you shoot it by a cannon to yeah. your neighbours. <laughs> We've tried to revolutionise the meat industry with the new meat cannon. <laughs> transporting it from city to city. He, uh, he asks, did you remain in the yard from the commencement until the ending of the shower? I did not. I became alarmed and fed to the house. I, that is a legitimate, that's yeah, the appropriate response. that's what you do. Yeah. Duck and cover. My 11-year-old grandson, however. Yeah, he was a little bit on the inbred side. <laughs> he stood outside and tried to catch it in his lips. Uh-huh. Question. Did you observe any blood upon the pieces that you examined? Why, sir, and of course she was fanning herself. Yeah. Why, sir, I never examined any of it. Because, yeah, why Why would you look at the meat falling from the sky? Question, did it smell different from any other meat? It's a bit personal. Oh, that is a bit personal. <laughs> and can, I, can I smell it? Answer, I did not smell it. Like, nothing personal. Yeah. No, no one was insinuating that you've smelt a lot of meat. <laughs> Question. Was it quivering? Oh. Or did it show any signs of recent life when it fell? What the fuck kind of Frankenstein <laughs> shit is this? <laughs> yeah, what's he been doing? Like, how quick has he been to the crime scene if it's still quivering? So he's a big city reporter. He mm. knows his, he knows his recently deceased quivering meat. <laughs> Answer, I did not notice any. As she looks for the exit. Yeah, who the fuck is this freak? 
<laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so something about how did it impress you at first? I became very nervous and unusually alarmed. No, I think you're at the right level of alarm. That's a usual amount of alarm for yeah, Skymane. For, for weird Skymate. Weird Skymate. Yeah. yeah, alert and alarmed is the appropriate. I can kind of see why people hate journalists. <laughs> well, where do you think it came from? The Lord only knows. <laughs> Are you certain it fell from the clouds? I am not. All I know is that it came from above my head. Well, yeah. Yeah. She's not trying to, you know, fill the gaps in, which is which is admirable. Yeah. Uh, what became of the flesh after it had fallen? Well, it fell between 11 and 12 o'clock and lay upon the ground until late in the afternoon. When my husband and son, who were away at the time, returned... Mr. Crouch was told all about it. Then he went out and picked up a great many pieces. And I heard that before the time, the dogs, chickens, cat, and dogs had been eaten of it freely. Oh, God. And seemed to like it quite well. Nom, 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 nom. That my cat though, literally. Yeah. Like if I stop moving for a minute, she will have a little nibble just yeah. to be like. Mm-hmm. Imagine having to clean the gutters out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no! But if they had a pool, just put the cat up there. Yeah, true. Just. <laughs> oh, sky meat, mother. Ugh. <laughs> oh. He asks her, have you thought much about the occurrence and have you any theory of yours as to the cause of this event? She replies, I have thought of it a heap and it is the greatest mystery to me in the world. Yeah, I reckon that's Yeah, it. In, in, the, in 1876 Kentucky, sky meat is probably the biggest thing on your plate. Mm-hmm. And, the- and depending on how poor you were, probably ended up on your plate. Yeah. <laughs> then he starts, you know, giving her like 50 questions about, have you talked to any other r- reporters? <laughs> were you sexually aroused? <laughs> and she's probably like, after this interview, she's like, note to self, don't talk to any more uh, <laughs> reporters. Oh, my God. Um... And then there's a little bit more about, um, oh, he asks her, okay, so the cats, the dogs, the chickens, uh, you know, they all had a nibble. Yeah. Uh, are they <laughs> are they all love? Are they all in good health? Um, in which she goes on to explain that, no, the dog started throwing up and the dog is now in very poor health. <laughs> However, she doesn't feel that that is at all related to the sky meat. Oh, pukey over there. He yeah, just- <laughs> I mean, he was fine before, and now he's not. But I'm pretty sure the only incident between those two had nothing to do with it. I see no cause and effect here. Yeah, yeah, this... What about the two guys who tasted it just dead? <laughs> well, clearly they missed church on Sunday, so clearly that's what that was. Oh, my God. He then got her to make... Uh, her statement, so basically just state exactly everything that she had just described yeah. uh, to him. Um, but we have one bit here. Um, you know, so yeah, the sky came. I never touched it because gross. Um, 
do 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 he's like oh it's snowing um okay um she goes on about how slapping it was do 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 okay here we go she just says so while she's giving her description this is the first thing that went through her mind when she started being showering in sky meat okay (laughs) a vague idea that my husband and son who were away had been torn to pieces and their remains were being brought home to me in this way by the wind flesh through my mind at that moment fuck me dead just a little bit late I was well. Wait for it. I was also impressed with the conviction that it was a miracle of God, which as yet we do not understand. It may have been a warning for an quote upcoming event, and said to cast their shadows before. Holy fuck! (laughs) I just that's fucking escalated quickly. Did her eyes roll back into her head and she speak with the voice of ten demons at once as she said that? I had been ringing the devil's doorbell when I was making (laughs) the soap with the other hand. The sound of meat slapping was uh, one thing and then I heard it outside. (laughs) Oh my god, the church was right. I've learned to project the sound like a ventriloquist. Like, okay, don't get me wrong, like I would be like, what the fuck if a bit of meat just like splattered in front of me? My first thought wouldn't be, well, clearly this is the flesh of all my loved ones. God is sending me a message. God's in the mafia. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, that message is pay your fucking bills, mate. Yeah. God. I didn't know you could owe money to God. How is that your first? How is that your first thought? That's unbelievable. (laughs) Husband and son are a bit late. This must be their flesh torn asunder (laughs) and delivered by the wind. (laughs) Oh God, you work in mysterious ways. (laughs) That's not mysterious. That's David Lynch. (laughs) So at that point, the reporter basically is like. Oh, uh-huh. gets the fuck out of there. I did verily back away. <laughs> As I did exclaim to myself, this bitch be crazy. <laughs> oh, my Lord. But the article continues. Of course it does. So he leaves old crazy town and heads down to their neighbour, Mr. Gill, um, and asks him basically if he's heard... Uh, anything about it yeah you know well yeah obviously it's 1876 what else is going to be happen um and uh so he goes on what he knows about it he says that the meat was spread over about a hundred yards by a hundred by 30 in width right so that was the where all the meat was on their property. How many yards to a meter? No idea. No. I was hoping you would translate that Fuck, to me. I haven't got my phone on me. Okay. Um, is that a lot? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I haven't got my phone on me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and he goes again. He's talking about like the grandson like running around <laughs> like in the meat. So I think everyone's agreed. Yeah. Start spending his college money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, he goes on to say that uh, Mrs. Crouch told him that she saw a piece fall as long as her hand um, and about as wide as two fingers. Oh, 
Oh, oh. I think you see why I should thought God was sending oh. her a message. Oh, KFC's not the only thing from Kentucky that's finger licking good. So my husband's away. Today is the day I try two fingers. Oh, imagine he's having a wank and then meat rains from the sky. I get that would be a motive. Ah. Did I do that? I know they said that Satan may appear. They said nothing about cold cuts. <laughs> oh my God, catering your picnics would be very different. Oh God. How would you... <laughs> All I know is don't go to a barbecue with a crouch household if invited. <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, so he goes on. The neighbor tells them um, all about it. Then he goes off and basically goes to a nearby pub. And then we have uh, the statement, an old trapper's opinion. Oh, of course. So he goes on about the fact that, you know, he's talking to like Mr. Gill and other eyewitnesses at the pub and asking all about Mrs. Crouch. <laughs> he's decided to press the flesh. Hey. And while he's doing it, basically an old drunk trapper... <laughs> has been sitting in the bar this entire time, listening. This is the problem with democracies. He gets a vote too. So by the time the news reporter has finished talking to everybody else, the old trapper decides to come over drunk as a skunk and oh, give his, like, drunken opinion. I want to be that guy. I want to, in a story for someone, I want to be that guy at the end of the bar who's just like, well, let me tell you what's really going on. And he starts, the old trapper tells them that, you know, he's actually seen a bit of the meat as well because somebody had already brought some into the pub. Yeah. Um, And he wants the newspaper to see that, you know, so he's seen it and I examined it. I smelt it. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> and he goes on about how he kept rubbing it between his fingers. Oh. And it was greasy. Oh, I rubbed it across my flesh before dancing to flash dance. <laughs> I smelt it too. And I knew that smell as well. I know the smell of bear. Bear meat? Mm-hmm. Well... <laughs> It's the bear meat, certain. And then he just wandered off and continued drinking. (laughs) You're like, thank you, random rummy in the pub. When you've been alone on the trail for six months and all there is out there for company is a bear, you get to know that smell. Yeah, rub it in your face. (laughs) He then goes to visit... Um... (laughs) The local butcher. Well, why not go to the guy who knows meat? Mm -hmm. This is how he's described in the article. We found him busy in his little shop and informed him of the nature of our visit. He said that he would willingly give us all the information about the flesh that was in his possession. So he got a bit of it as well. So obviously someone had your opinion. Let's take it straight to the source. Yeah. He, oh, his name is Frisbee, by the way. Yes. Frisbee is married and has three children, is 27 years old, and has followed the trade he is now engaged in for over four years. Imagine if this was him working on a prototype of the product that would later bear his name. And he was just standing in the forest, <laughs> just flinging meat. <laughs> 
Well, that one didn't go anywhere. Flings his Test 72, fail. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, the dog still chases it. Yeah. <laughs> Partly a success. Oh, my God. So this is, the, this is the, what the actual article says. Yeah. <clears throat> his personal beauty is somewhat marred by a deficit on the left side of the upper lip, sometimes called a hair lip. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? He thinks he's Hunter Thompson, that's the thing. All these fucking journos. Wait for it. In other respects, he is well-developed. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And his intelligence is that as of men in his colon usually are. Wow. Well, he's dumb and pretty. (laughs) Well, no, he was if it wasn't for like his fucked up left side face. Wow. Wow. These New York reporters are a bit fucking judgy, aren't they? Uh Uh (laughs) So, you know, it goes on. Fritz, do you know Mrs. Crouch who lives near Olympian Springs? If you do, tell me what kind of woman you think she is. Also, just quickly getting back to it, this is the fucking 1870s. What kind of perfectionist is he? (laughs) Got people walking around with polio and no fucking teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Just face cancer and syphilis. Yeah, like wooden teeth. Yeah. Corpses, to- corpse teeth. Yeah, and this bitch is just, oh my God. If he, Yeah, he's big, he's, like, he's so broad, but if he didn't have that hair lip, <laughs> plus he's a fucking moron. Yeah, oh my God. Like, he's just a butcher. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, nothing, man. They're all the same. So yeah, so, you know, tell us what kind of woman you think she is. He goes on to say, you know, she's a thoroughly respectable woman, her and the whole family, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. So we go on. There's a lot of, you know, yeah, so what kind of interests are you in? Do you like the Sunday? I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> you like long walks in the meat rain? <laughs> Have you ever greased yourself up with some bear oil? I hear that's something that happens here. No, no, no. If you could just, if you could just look to the right. Just look to the right. Don't turn around. So he's left town. All I've heard is this guy's looking for a bear to get greased up and give him some meat. <laughs> It's raining men. <laughs> it's raining bears. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's raining bears. <laughs> so then the next question, this is the all important one. Yeah. It is said that you tasted the meat. <laughs> is that a nineteen seventy six metaphor? Oh yeah. <laughs> Are you a friend of Dorothy? <laughs> Did you taste the sky meat? <laughs> Answer. I did that at the Springs in the presence of several persons, several of whom told me that it was dangerous. Yeah. But I told them my constitution would stand as much of it as a rooster or a cat's. <laughs> so he's, he basically was so intimidated. Well, damn it, if that cat can eat it, so can I, because I'm a man. That is toxic masculinity. I'm a man. <laughs> Imagine just feeling completely insecure because of what a chicken has done. <laughs> he's been outcocked by a rooster. Uh, he's been cocked by a cock. Oh, uh. oh Lord. <laughs> uh. That's just that's just manhood in, I, in a single phrase. Well, the fucking chicken can do it. You fucking man, America. Okay. Oh my god. It just sound like if you if you went to a Trump rally now. Yeah. Okay, so then the, the reporter asks, did you swallow any of it? Jesus. 
This is a thirsty fucking reporter, isn't he? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I intended to at first. I realised I liked it. I didn't love it. <laughs> but after chewing it a little, I changed my mind and spat it out. That's okay. That's fine. You can do that. Yeah. You it's know, not for everyone. You can take consent away at any time. <laughs> How did it taste? Well, I have handled all kinds of meat. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have, big boy. <laughs> that's not a hair lip. That's a fucking injury. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Oh, last time Idris Elba came to town. <laughs> <laughs> this is Elba lip. Oh, God. <laughs> I've tasted all kinds of meat and I've never tasted anything exactly like it before. I am not prepared to say for certain that the taste resembled that of either fish, flesh or fowl. Well, what did it look like? It looked more like mutton than anything else that I can compare it to. Oh, did you smell it? Oh, God. (laughs) This reporter is making me uncomfortable, and it's 200 years later. If he gets any hornier, there's going to be more meat raining from the sky. (laughs) You want a little gravy on your meat? Oh, God. (laughs) White sauce. Did you smell it? Yes, and the scent was new to me. (laughs) So he goes on, is there any blood about, was there any blood on it? Um, (laughs) Well, this was his response to, is there any blood on it? Yeah. Well, a kind of milky, watery fluid oozed out of it while I was handling it. Oh, and you still put it in your mouth? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Damn you, chicken. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, oh, my God. (laughs) Was there anything peculiar in the touch while you were handling it? Did you examine its texture? Oh, God. He goes on to say it had a fleshy feel. Um, And it was very tender, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the reporter says, "What was the object of your visit out there at the time you saw the flesh at Springs?" To which the butcher has replied, "I was out there on my own private business." Oh, hello. <laughs> now, just because you found me with my britches around my ankles <laughs> and a fistful of sky meat, <laughs> don't mean I was doing nothing weird. <laughs> That's just between a man and his cock. <laughs> the chicken looks at him weird. I was eating it. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so then he goes on to say, you know, he asks, you know, do you have any, like, remnants? Did you keep of the some meat? of the sky meat? Yeah. Yes. And he says, no, he didn't keep any of the meat. But Joe Jordan, the grocery keeper, oh, God. kept some of the meat, probably in the discount bin. <laughs> So he offers to take him over, blah, blah, blah. He then agrees with his statement, blah, blah, blah. Um, (laughs) So he goes to meet the grocer. The grocer says it looks like pounded beef steak. Right. Okay, well, that's pretty specific. 
It, to me, it just sounds like if you just happened to have someone chopped up in your shed, <laughs> this would be a perfect time to be like, yes, yes, I do have some of this random scab meat that you should take away from here as far as possible. I love how this whole kind of quest for what it is is like really close to one of those AM radio secret sound things. <laughs> What do you think this is? Oh, it's pounded pounded sandwich steak. Guess the mixture of meat. That there is skunk anus. It was 1876. <laughs> probably a delicacy. Probably. Oh, my God. Uh, so then it come. Then they have to go interview the local vicar. You know, the <sighs> vicar to be like, yes, no, they're good people. She probably wasn't ringing the devil's uh, 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 doorbell. Um, so he talks to another gentleman. They find another gentleman. Of course they did. Who would also put it in his mouth? Fucking hell. <laughs> is there an any... Like, at what stage? Are you... Like, is, did anyone not put this shit in their mouth? <laughs> oh, my God. I think all the problems that happened onwards yeah. can be traced back to this moment. Life expectancy was short. You, you, you either put the sky meat in your mouth or you die fucking on your knees. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Oh, my God. Like, what? Literally every random meat from God. It could be her. It could be her entire family. Yum 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 yum. Like uh, they, they don't know if it's chicken. They're all just going for it. Yeah, and the thing is, like some of these people, like they didn't come out to the farm or they didn't get the sky meat until like a few days oh, after. Oh wow, dry aged sky meat. So this is just meat that's just been throbbing in the Kentucky heat for Yum-o. a week. Oh, my God. And where is your favourite drink from? <laughs> no, that's the only thing that washed out the taste of the sky beat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yes, they found another man. Joe Jordan had a piece of it. Um, I made a piece of it off, but spat it out very quick. I did not keep it in my mouth long enough to perceive and a taste. It was about a week after it had fallen. What the fuck? Weak old meat. Weak old meat. <laughs> oh my god. But before he put it in his mouth. Okay. Because you can see why he got his appetite. Yeah. I squeezed it. Oh. I squeezed some of the pieces I had. And a brown mucus came from it. You need to see a doctor. (laughs) If you're squeezing your meat and brown mucus is coming out. Some of the meat was very dry, like dried beef. It was elastic and thin and there appeared to be a fine wool-like fibre running through it in all directions. What the fuck? The smell was offensive in the extreme. Do you still put it in your mouth? <laughs> like that of a dead body. Well, at least someone's starting to speak the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In size, the pieces varied from two inches to one half inch in length and were about one third of an inch wide. <sighs> so... It became like the news, like, you know, has gone around the country. Yeah. This guy's talking about now all the people who live uh, in the area have started receiving mail from all around the country. Um, 
asking if they could get more descriptions on what <sighs> happened. So mainly the postmaster, the vicar have been getting all these letters saying, oh, you know, what happened? Can I maybe get a bit of the meat? Oh. But wait for it. This is the best description of who wrote in. Letters are pouring in to Mount Sterling from all parts of the country, addressed to different citizens there, making for further information about the phenomenon. The letters came from doctors, teachers, lawyers, ministers, women, (laughs) merchants, and others. (laughs) Everybody gets a profession and then just women. Just women. Hell. Just uh, didn't have any serial killers to write to yet. Dear owner of the Skymate. <laughs> oh, my God. So then he goes on. He gives his opinion. Do you want to hear his I opinion? I do want his opinion. My opinion is that whatever this substance may prove to be, it was conveyed to the place where it lay by the wind. As to the nature of the stuff, I do not say that Professor Smith is wrong. Do you want to hear? I do. The theories as to what caused the I do. Happen? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. We've got... Oh, sorry. My... Oh, my computer went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's off ringing the devil's doorbell. It was trying to read along with you on that fucking tome. <laughs> then I tied my shoes. I gave the horse a sugar cube. That's not even all of it. Like, there is, there is still more to go. But, okay, so what were the different theories at the time of what caused... The sky meat. Okay. So, of course, it was sent all around the world. (sighs) Number one, Yankee aggression. (laughs) One theory was that it was uh, this sort of weird jelly that you sort of get in nature that, like, when it is rained upon, it's sort of... um, it's sort of dry, but then when it gets wet, it becomes like this gelatinous sort of material. Right. Um, a few problems with that theory. It wasn't raining. Okay. Um, and the gelatinous material that they were talking about is bright green, like seaweed. Yeah, okay. Okay. Oh, do you want to see a picture of some of the sky I do, meat? yeah, yeah. Okay, this is a little bit of the sky meat that was preserved at the time in a jar. Right. So just in some alcohol. So yeah. how would you describe that looking at it? That's just a little piece. Look, honestly, looking at that, it's it's white, fleshy. It's very torn. Uh, it doesn't look like a single well. It, look, it honestly looks like something you'd find in roadkill. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say it's from a large reptile. Okay. Okay. The president of the Newark Scientific Association yes. did some experiments. And he said it was the lung tissue of either a horse right. or a human infant. Okay. It's good that we can narrow it down to those two things. Wow. It's either a horse or a human baby. So this is what, uh, this is what those fucking uh, genetic tests were like back then. Take the- this, swab this around your mouth. You're a horse. The president of Newark Scientific Association. Right. Um, they said it to different scientists. Some scientists tested it and said that, yes, it was lung tissue. Other scientists said, no, it's muscular tissue. Yep. Other scientists said, no, it's cartilage. Right. Okay. But what had caused this cartilage baby meat <laughs> to fall from the sky? 
these were some of the theories. Now, if that was baby meat, mm-hmm. you'd have to take it home and raise it because all lives matter. All lives matter. <laughs> yeah. All the Republicans are just like, no, it's got Put a- it in a little jar. <laughs> you got to carry it to term. <laughs> now, another theory yeah. was that this was vulture vomit. Vulture vomit. Again, a great album. Someone put forward the theory that some vultures, because there is a, a vulture that lives in the area. Yep. Um, that, you know, if it's, so basically, you know, if it if it fills up on food. Yeah. And then a predator comes and it's like, oh shit, like I'm just, oh, like yeah. me after a big meal. It will just bleh, vomit up its meal. So then it's light enough to just take off. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, oh, because if you if you get the vomit in your face, it stings. I would do, yeah. Because it's very it's very gross. So someone came up with a theory that well, maybe there was just a flock of vultures in the sky coming home from the pub, coming home from the pub, and Barry up the front was like, oh, I can't make it. Had a vom midair, and of course, all the other voms, being as sensitive to vom as they are, they all saw Barry having a vom, and then they all, oh god, I can't stand the smell. Yeah. So all the vultures vomited in unison. Yeah, it just became a choir of puke. Yeah. And they just puked on Mrs. Crouch and her eleven-year-old son. <laughs> who it's danced? It, who danced in it? Dance like nobody's watching. Dance like a vulture's vomited. Oh, oh. oh my god! It, it it kind of it's now on a par with that scene from Schindler's List. Yeah. <laughs> Another theory at the time. Yeah. Okay. And oh my god! Bear in mind that even for 1876, I can't believe somebody said this out loud. Okay. Because, of course, it was 1876. They had all these great theories, but they didn't actually know how anything worked. No. A lot of great theories. Not one factual clue it's about... Like me talking about cybersecurity. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it, these are the same people who are meat eating wheat, weak old meat yeah. that they found on the ground. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Another theory at the time. This theory was written... In the New York Times. Of course it was. Okay. Was the suggested theory that it was, in fact, quote, cosmic meat. <laughs> Wait for it. Yep. So what it was, basically, there were all these these animals, la da la la on a different planet, just having a good old time, just yeah. walking around, being animals, being made of meat. Their planet exploded. <laughs> <laughs> And the flesh of these exploded animals from a different planet just got catapulted out into space like a meteorite (laughs) until it just happened to get to Earth and then the exploded space animal meat (laughs) rained down like meteor fragments on the Crouch Farm. The chance of a meat tray coming from Mars was a million to one, he said. <laughs> well, that's why uh, they couldn't identify, you know, the taste of it from the smell. It was Mars meat. Mars meat. Mars meat. I would have killed to have been in that meeting. Where, first of all, someone's just gone up and just gone, it's either a horse or it's a baby's lungs. <laughs> the next guy's like, I think you'll find it was vulture vomit. And then this other guy's just like, a whole planet exploded. And we copped interplanetary meat. Hmm. Just JFK'd over all of us. Just 
It's amazing. Barry the space iguana. Uh, imagine like vulture vomit being the most plausible so far. Oh, wait for it. <clears throat> there is another theory, which is. Oh God. <laughs> There's another theory that was later suggested that it was just meat that had fell out of a balloonist's lunchbox. Phileas Fogg. <laughs> Phileas Fogg has just dumped his lunch out the side. Oh, damn balloonist! <laughs> Imagine that. Have we considered the balloonists? <laughs> oh. Oh, oh my god. The balloonists. These these dirigibles. But it was like it wasn't just that this crazy shit was said, but then people actually went and printed these theories. Oh. You know what, though? To their credit, no one's blamed the Negro. <laughs> this brings me to my next theory. Oh, God. No. <laughs> oh, God. There's a very angry KKK member trying to sponge stains off his outfit. <laughs> I blame the Jews. <laughs> oh, my God. But, okay, now, this is, this is an excellent news story. I think there is only one way that... Uh, the carnal rain story can yeah. end. Okay. And this is literally the last the last bit. Yeah. Under the title, An Irishman's Attempt to Eat Some of the Meat. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fetch me an Irishman. It's literally what he's done. Oh, God. <sighs> hey, you're hungry, aren't you? Run out of potatoes back home? Your correspondent bargained with Jimmy Welsh, a railroad labourer, to eat a dollar's worth of the meat. Get fucked. So he's literally, literally just picked up, like, what is now about two-week-old sample of it, and waiting for the train home is trying to pay a minimum wage Irishman to eat the two-week-old sky meat. Fucking hell. The meat was placed on the table and Jimmy was duly informed that his <laughs> supper was ready. Jesus, man. He sat down and looked at the meat and said he would never eat meat alone. Oh. I then ordered pickles, crackers and other accompaniments. Jimmy took the meat up on his fork and after two or three unsuccessful efforts to get it into his mouth Oh God He laid it down Oh no I asked him why he hesitated He said he wanted whiskey to wash it down Yeah, oh God The article was ordered and placed before him He then hesitated and said he was not hungry. <laughs> I then told him I would give him five dollars to gulp it down. Oh, the ethics of this. He then suddenly remembered that it was the season of Lent. And <laughs> <laughs> backed out on moral principles. Yes. And promised to swallow the whiskey at half price. Nice. He was told to drink heartily, which he did without further ceremony. 
He said if I would call at some other time, he would eat fowl, crow, skunk, or anything else to please a fine gentleman like me. Oh, God. Wink. I told him I would hold him to this arrangement, and so Jimmy passed over to the depot, and I took my seat in the train for home. That's fucking reprehensible. And here ended the article. That's amazing. I'm just too weak on scabbard. You know what? Oh my god, no one will eat it. Quick, get the Irish. Yep. The Irish will do anything for uh, a dollar and some whiskey. Uh, holy shit. <sighs> and I, you know what? My forebears are Irish. We're fucking idiots. <laughs> we would. Now, this sample, you can actually see a sample of the sky meat today. You can actually see this. Yeah. Um, this is on s- the only place where I would expect it to be, at Transylvania University. Of course. <laughs> Still has some of the sky meat uh, on display. Okay. The one thing that has never been displayed is an answer as to what just caused the Kentucky meat shower. That's amazing. So. Wow. <laughs> I love I love that at the end of this whole fucking thing, mm. he's just like, let's get one of these subhumans to eat it. Yeah. You mean an Irishman? Yeah. Oh, and he used his Catholicism to get out of it. <laughs> he just suddenly remembered it was Lent. Yeah. Oh, but I totally would. The typical Irishman swindled me out of my whiskey. <laughs> When I was trying to kill him with two-week-old sky meat. <laughs> no honour. I can't even. Who does that? And then writes about it. Writes about it in the article. It was a different time. Oh, my Lord. You were you were a reporter in a country town. Did you ever pay anyone to eat weird sky meat? Oh, God. Like I, I once got hounded out of the world's richest pigeon race because I was going to get bashed. <laughs> Because I dared to question whether or not someone recognised his pigeon flying through the little pigeon winning thing, mm. and I like so you're standing there, yeah, and you see this bird just go bloop, 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 through the scene, and this guy goes, yeah, it was my bird, and I was like, fuck, you know, it's a pigeon, like yeah. it's like it's like spotting a fish, like, yeah, and like he was he was ready to go, <laughs> he was ready to fight me for suggesting that it wasn't his bird. We don't question a man and his pigeon, sir. <laughs> no, that's how people end up eating sky meat. <laughs> Yeah, that's how sky meat happens. Yeah. All the little bits tried to the pigeons of a pigeon race. Yeah. Yeah, so there we go. What You have any explanations that you could have... My money's on the uh, balloonist lunchbox. Balloonist, which does sound like a sex move. <laughs> the balloonist's lunchbox. <laughs> the Phileas Fog. Oh, my God. All I can think is you and I are going to go back in our time machine, yeah. okay, and something's going to go, like, horribly wrong, and our, like, Irishman who's lugging all of our luggage will accidentally, like, fall through a vent and just be a <laughs> and we will accidentally create the Kentucky meat shower. Yeah. Um, oh, look, I mean, without knowing the specifics of, like, what industries and other things were around there. Nothing. Nothing. So Nothing. Just, if this was a farm in the middle of nowhere. This was a shit small town yeah. in the middle of nowhere and you needed saddle horses to get to their nearest neighbour who was a cripple who made baskets. That, okay. 
yeah, at least they didn't force him to eat sky meat like the Irish. Yeah, no, no, this is this was near no industries. This okay. was a really remote, you know, population fifty town okay. in the middle of nowhere. So if it was near a horse abattoir or something like that, you could safely say that maybe it was some some, <laughs> you know, maybe it was vulture vomit. You know, because they would just dump the entrails in a creek or something like okay. that. Or, look, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's none of the above. I think what maybe has happened is mm. this is Kentucky. We're yep. we're talking Cyclone Alley, aren't we? Are we? Well, doesn't don't they get cyclones in Kentucky? I think so. Um, they have a horse race. Well, they do. They, they drink mint juleps. Okay, so let's just say <laughs> let this, they yeah, make moonshine. You know, you, a cyclone can produce winds of up to two, three hundred kilometers an hour mm-hmm. in very short bursts. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's localized because they can, they can localize very quickly and then disappear again very quickly. But would you have noticed like the wind picked up? Yeah, but this is the thing, like because there are stories of um, like in the Gulf Country mm. around Florida of it mm. just suddenly raining frogs, yeah, for no reason or raining yeah. fish, yeah. And the deal is, you know, event happens over here, everything gets sucked up into the stratosphere, mm-hmm. wind disperses it and then falls. Yep. So that's how you get frog rain. Yeah. Something like that. So maybe, maybe, you know, where there was a bunch of horse or caribou or whatever the baby. fuck. A baby. Standing there and they got um, they got whipped up by the cyclone. There's a lot of there's a lot of I tip- don't remember that in Twister. I'm just saying all of my tornado knowledge is based on Twister. Yeah. I don't remember that. So you know, it's it's gone through uh, it's gone through a wooded area, trees have come out, they basically become giant shredders. Which that's the thing, like during cyclones they don't find complete bodies, they mm. find shredded bodies. Mm. You know, and drowned people in shredded bodies. So maybe it's done that, it's gone up into the clouds and then it's rained somewhere else. But you'd think some debris would come with it as well. Mm. Mm. Just just not just the meat. You're looking at me like I've got a worse explanation than interplanetary meat shower. I'm just I'm not saying it's necessarily worse a than space meteoroid. meat. Meteoroid. But I'm just I'm just saying you're in the category of people that I'm rolling my eyes at. Right. What's your fucking um, explanation? I told you, like but it's clearly a balloonist lunch meat. Fucking balloonist. Don't get me started. See, that's it. Fucking balloonist. Like everyone like JFK assassination. Everyone's like, oh, look at the glassy you now. Look at the, you know, the grassy you now. Anybody looking up? No. Yeah. Fucking balloonist. <laughs> just as he drifts away slowly. <laughs> yeah, just oh, the perfect crime. Just hear this <laughs> spray bits of meat falling on <laughs> Oh my lunch. It was Adrian Veidt from uh, <laughs> The Watchman. He did it. <laughs> Fucking balloonists, I tell you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my money's on a cyclonic activity that's do- dropped meat from another place. Mm, mm. Like m- like space meat. Space meat. Mm. Yeah. Excellent theory. Yeah, let's let's test it out on an Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, just don't. And for anyone out there, if you find a weird meat on the ground, don't. Don't eat it. No. Even if your chicken eats it, don't you eat it. Don't take your moral guidance from a fucking chook. <laughs> don't, you, don't feel that you have to, like, respond to the gouding of, of just, like, the goading of your chicken. Like, you know, just let it, like, whatever, mate, whatever. You do you. <laughs> oh, exactly. Oh, my God. All I know is uh, just be careful while you're up in your balloon. And uh, just remember, Mothman eat the carpet. And there's no no in necrophilia. (laughs) Use your hand sanitizer.